Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome to another fantastic, whale-sized, fun episode of Go Mo Tonight. I am here in the new, improved, revamped, and ultra-modern Go Monadnock Space Lounge as your host, Christopher DiLoretto, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Zoe Rotenheimson. Welcome to another episode of the Monadnock Region's only locally focused regional comedy podcast. So, yes, indeed, though, it, it has been quite some time. We did a special episode a couple weeks ago to promote Viva Bach Teterboro, um, which was a delight. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully, many of you saw it. Hopefully, many of you came and saw some Bach. We'll talk about that in a moment. But, um, geez, we've been planning episode 62 for a couple of weeks now. You know, we've had some diseases, you know, some ailments. Some down. You know, yeah, some, gosh, some consumption. You know, some real, real old Europe shit that's been, yeah, yeah, like some (laughs) serious, serious, I mean, no, not really, but, but enough that, you know, we didn't really want to go on camera and not, not be our best in the space lounge, you know, so it's been, you know, it's been a while, it's been, you know, an interesting, interesting October, but not one, despite the disease, without its major major highlights. And I mentioned one of them a minute ago. In fact, I have a, a little pamphlet from it, I believe, over here. Uh, Viva Bach Peterborough. You know, we, we did a special episode um, interviewing... Uh, Veronica Schreiber. Thank you. Veronica Schreiber, Artistic Director of the operation. And uh, between the two of us, we attended all three programs. Uh, you saw uh, Friday night, which was, I don't know if, uh, I don't know how well you, the audience, know Johann Sebastian Bach, but uh, the first night was some keyboard works, the Goldberg Variations, um, which Zoe got to see. And the next day, um, we, all, we, we all went, big, big crew of us um, went to see, um, it was a, they curated it as concertos and arias, and it was a, it was a mixture of pieces, and uh, not songs, pieces. As, as, as Zoe learned the hard way. Um, and then Sunday, for the grand finale of the festival, uh, second annual festival, by the way, there was cantatas and motets, uh, which I was able to go to. And, guys, I tried to emphasize this beforehand. I know it's too late, but it's not, because this is an annual festival, and they're going to be back again in 2024, okay? So it's not too late. If you didn't go to this, compensate yourself next time. You have cheated yourself. You owe yourself now because of what you have failed to do. No, seriously, like, honestly, even if you aren't a, um, like, a major classical music buff or, or, or you think you don't like it or whatever like that, honestly, there's not that much like this out there in the world today in general, right? And outside of the cities. It really doesn't exist. Look, there's orchestras. There, there's people who perform things, but... When it comes to Bach, uh, composer of the Baroque period, um, which is along with uh, some even earlier music than that, is some of my personal favorite music, uh, stuff that I really get into. So I uh, am familiar with performances and the ensembles that do them and the, the period instruments and the expertise that is required, etc. And, and I have never, I have never seen a performance of Bach this good outside of the city, outside of Boston, not just like any city. I mean, outside of Boston, New York, you know, uh, excellent, just absolutely excellent caliber. And I don't know, 
Any anything to add to that? I mean, he, I mean, he sold it pretty well. Yeah. It's just another one of those incredible things that we have here in this region that like we we shouldn't have based right. on our our size, you know, and our right. rural New Hampshireness, but we do, and and it's pretty incredible. It is, and you know, we think of in the words of our esteemed select board chair. We think of our townhouse as, you know, the seat of the realm, the place where we used to do voting, the place where we still do town meeting, the place where um, Nicole's office is, where you can go and see friendly Linda if you need some paperwork, um, things like that, um, where, you know, there's a, there's a small conference room where all the boards meet, and then there's a grand hall upstairs, you know, and, and that's that. But... Honestly, for an old building and a, and a huge room and like, you know, um, just, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's, all, it's all old and wood and big and gaping and all that shit, right? It's a phenomenal concert space, that great mm. hall. And, and I've seen, you know, I've seen some stuff in there. You know, we, uh, Echoes of Floyd, uh, if, you, if you've heard of them, I've seen them in there. I've seen at least one Grateful Dead cover band in there, uh, maybe more than one. And, and on that note, I mean, props to... Uh, Mike Chidina, um, some of you may know him as the Night Owl bartender, or w one half of it, and, and his whole crew and his whole operation, which, which brings the, the Peterborough concert series into there, because they're, they're bringing music in there where there just would be nothing. Like, not, nothing would be happening there, and it's a, it's a really fun time to be in the middle of the town, in the seat of the government, in this old building, and in a hall that, you know is made for that kind of gathering in a sense. You know, obviously its primary purpose is and always was town meeting. But it's a, it's a hall. It's a dance hall. Like, it's a, it's a ballroom. Um, and it sounds great in there, and so I, I love that. But let me tell you, you go in there and either, because you know, this is the second annual, and we saw some shows in, in 2022 as well, you know, uh, a single piano, or harpsichord or violin playing, you know, at the skill level that these folks play at, just fills the entire room. Like you, I remember that I think last year's program, because I, I mean, I didn't see the solo keyboard this year, but last year's first night program was simply, it was actually um, Veronica on violin, and I think the same gentleman who was there this year on harpsichord. And I was just in awe. I was sitting there like, this room was made for this sound, right? But then on the flip side, you have the cantatas, you have the full chorus. And this chorus is made up of like a mixture of like locals and professionals. And of course, we've got professional soloists and the instrumentalists in the front. And, you know, a Bach cantata, if you've never heard one, it's, it's a full sound. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, just a very um, forceful vocal um, wave coming at you in the most beautiful um, contrapuntal way. Uh, that kind of noise, that kind of like complex harmony, big sound in that room is almost overwhelming. It's it's awe inspiring. It's it, it's really great. And so that's kind of what I'm saying. Like it, I know a lot of people around here. Um, because I'm like this too, uh, like experiences and, and like to and value that, you know, in, in, in new things and in, in cultural things and, 
things that will impact and move them. And I would argue that even if you, you don't think of yourself as a Bach fan, think of yourself as a classical music fan, this is good enough just as like a thing that if you just went to it as I'm going to experience this, like, I don't know, like if you were in prison and you got admitted to the, uh, the sweat lodge that they, like Bernie Madoff, he got into the sweat lodge eventually. You get into the sweat lodge, you know, you want to experience, like, wow, what's this sweat lodge ritual in the prison, you know? This is a much nicer example than that, which is Bach in the townhouse. It, it, it's worth it just to, just to have had that happen to you. Um, so keep on the lookout a year from now because they'll be back. I'm very excited to see what kind of program they put on next year. And, you know, uh, and also just, you know, for the record, we, we, you know, we did that interview. We're hemming it up now. But this is all, like, unofficial promo. Like, we're not affiliated with Viva Bach Peterborough. Um, some of you may know um, one, one of their prominent board members, uh, Stephen Graves. You know, he and I sometimes go at it, you know. Um, we've, we've gone at it pretty hard. But, you know, Stephen's a great guy, though. And this is simply bottom of our hearts. We believe in this shit. And, you know, you give credit where credit's due, even if you, you know, tussle around with somebody every now and again. And so, um, really, you know, Stephen Graves, Stephen's wife, Kathy Lanigan, and um, Veronica, they, they birthed this thing mostly through like sheer force of will. And I just have tremendous respect and gratitude for that. And uh, like I said, if you caught it, good for you. If you missed it, shame on you. You owe yourself and you owe the community. But it is not too late to make it right. So good stuff. And in fact, you know, us, us having been gone for a little bit, Right, and uh, we've accumulated these these things that need to be talked about. And believe it or not, and actually this is just as shocking to me as it may be to some of you. I mean, I'm going to come up with a weirder title than this, but we we might as well call this the props episode because we got a lot of props to give out. We're we're Christ, I I don't. I hope I am never confused with those uh, who are those fucking weirdos in Keene. Um, they have their they have like their like. Peace and Love Store. I don't know about that. They're the, they're the recyclable percussion people. Indie t-shirts? Oh yeah, something like that. Oh, and like yeah. good vibes or okay. something like that. Like don't, we're not on the same team. Okay, we're not, we are not the same. But, but again, props where props are due, credit where credit is due. And I love praising things uh, that are good and calling them to your attention. You know? What, what, you've, got, you've got some good vibes. Yeah. I may still throw in like a negative rant or two about some other things, but otherwise, you know, I wouldn't want to let the audience down. Like, like they, might, they might not be here just for <laughs> congratulations and, you know, compliments and things like that. Um, but I don't know. What, uh, we, get a, we get a few props to give out. What props do you, do you think should go next? Well, I... Uh, my memory is fuzzy because I feel like we were sick for so long. We were. Um, but we at some point, perhaps in this, I don't know, like era of illness, called upon Sneenit. Multiple times. To feed, to feed our family. And, Multiple times. And that was a, that, I think you're the one that mostly dealt with them, but, you know. Yeah. No, thankful been, that they were there to get us some food when we were feeling terrible. There was, yeah, it was, <laughs> like I said, it was more than once, uh, our props to Sweeneats, frankly, is overdue. 
And that, you know, honestly, that's only because it took me a while to, to try it out. And I don't know why, um, because as soon as I did, I, I was uh, converted. I was a convert, um, a zealot even. Um, but no, seriously, <laughs> uh, if you don't know, if you don't see this online, you know, follow, follow if you, if, you know, go find Sween Eats, put it in the notes. Uh, we'll tag them in it on Facebook. Go follow their page and stuff. Look, so this dude, Sweeney, right? And I'm sorry, Sweeney, but I forget your first name. You, you only put the last name in the business, so I shouldn't be responsible for remembering <laughs> it. But uh, wicked nice guy, real smart guy, and God, I just, I love, like, this is, like, when people talk about, like, ingenuity and entrepreneurship, and, like, sometimes people can get, like, real cheesy about that shit, but, like, this is, like, this is, like, what you want to see, like, this is what, what they're talking about, you know, and it's not cheesy, it's real. So as many of you know, we've like, I don't know, if there's ever been delivery here, it has not been during the last 10 years that I've lived here. Nobody has done, you know, delivery. If, if, for those of you who don't know, delivery is when you call a food place and you tell them what you want. And then some, instead of you like going to get it, somebody drives to you and you know, back in the day, you would you would pay with cash. You know, these days, there's many ways to pay because we have technology and um, trying to eliminate cash, man. We're not going to get into that. But, um, you know, uh, so this is a thing that some of us grew up with. Um, but, you know, not a thing. And, and these days, right, um, very common in most places, honestly, with, with people living in them. They have these apps. You know, you, you may have heard of like Uber, like a ride sharing service, like kind of like a cab but worse, you know. Um, and they, uh, there's, there's DoorDash, and, and, and they are like a third party service with an app, and they don't belong to the restaurant or to you. They just do the delivery portion for a fee, okay? But that doesn't exist around here because it's all. Um, it's piecemeal work. It's bit work for, for people who are trying to pick it up. And it's not, it's just not lucrative. It's not worth it around here. Um, or it hasn't been. And, and these are DoorDash, Uber, you know, these are big companies. And so if you're going to be an Uber driver, like Uber's cut of your earnings is, is huge, right? They, they take, they like, you know, I don't want to get all car marks here and talk about exploitation. But like, if you, if you haven't realized employers, you know, take more from you than, than the value that you produce, right? And so that's extra true, it seems like, with a lot of these um, ride sharing and, and delivery services and such. You just can't, you just can't make a dime, right, uh, doing them. So this enterprising fellow, who again put his last name into the business, Sweeney's, makes his own. Like no app, no corporate overlord, nobody else taking a cut. He's just like, look, I'm going to do some business calculations and, and this is what I need to make this work it w worth it. And he formed the relationships with all of these restaurants and like, you know, I don't know, it's been going on for a couple of years, but the turf is, they recently announced they're not doing Keen anymore. And I just want to say, Sweeney, I applaud that because fuck Keen. Okay. Um, it's outside of, it's outside of our area. You're right. You're right. It's outside of our area. But any, any place else, they'll go to Hancock, man. They'll go to, um, I don't want to speak out of turn and say towns, but, a lot of towns in the region, and it's a sliding scale on the fee based on how far they have to go, how many minutes it's going to take, and things like that. But part of what part of what got me to 
place the order wasn't it wasn't the sickness because I think it, I think it was the first time we did it it was before we were even sick okay, but I remember. Um, was it you know Sweeney likes to make these delightful really long posts on Facebook and I always enjoy reading them and I've been reading for a long time but for the first time I think you know I probably missed it before but you know he posted some rates on there and I'm reading these rates and I have commented on every post like this since then with the same thing which is just very fair prices like I'm like I know what these things are worth and I'm reading this and I'm like this is this is damn fair like this is worthwhile like he's charging what it is worth to me to have delivered and it is worth it to him and god I can't stand it when people wax poetic about small business sometimes because they really can be stupid about it but this is what you want like this is this is good for everybody and like I said seems to have taken off um friendly friendly people um and it's not just Sweeney there's other people working there um but like most of the food establishments um have a deal with them already yeah. and you, you know you call and there's a procedure and all that but it's explained it's explained to you it's not hard and then boom they text you you pay them electronically it's very nice but uh he's also expanded into the uber territory into swing fleets is that just peterborough is that the same no same it's the same there's like, it, it's based on how far you want to go okay. and um i you know i think like longer trips they want you to book in advance and i think that there are some hours around it you know it's not okay. necessarily 24 hours a day but like you know honestly try walking out into the street in boston at 2 a.m and like finding a cab i've lived that it's you'll be waiting a while you know and even uber in some cases you know outside outside of major cities you'll be waiting a while hmm. here you'll be waiting the rest of your life because they won't come they won't come Sweeney will come that makes it sound like they're just gonna die there in the street <laughs> before the next day dawn <laughs> none, none of us has promised another day uh, you know so don't put your um, fate in the hands of uber instead trust Sweeney but very fair the the the, the uh, transportation rates are also extremely fair um, you know it, everything has a cost right like it's it's not free but it's like just I don't know thank you sir some of the most reasonable prices I've ever seen in my life it's a great service I, I have always said um, perhaps even more so than 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 needing delivery frankly just to have like as a backup like you just never know when you're gonna need like a ride you know um, I know most of us all have cars and everything until Ivy takes them all away and makes us have bikes um, just kidding Ivy you know I love you um, but um, but but nonetheless you, you car, car could break down um, perhaps you want to go uh, not that anyone would, would overserve you, right? But but perhaps you want to go and uh, maybe get a little tipsy at the wine bar, um, and you don't want to break the law, and, and as you drive past the police station on your way home, uh, so you call Sweeney. You know, th this is this is a real service. That's a real benefit to us, uh, and I'm, I think it's great. And honestly, Sweeney, if anybody ever tries to compete with you, and like you want some like backup. To like fuck with them, like just hit me up, brother. Got gotcha. you. There isn't room for more than one. This is your turf.
Um, do you know if they cover Troy? I think so. Can we get a little Royal Spice? I I believe Royal Spice Hello. is one of the is one of the places. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good segue. Yeah. There. Let's so tell yeah. tell tell the audience about Royal Spice. <laughs> it's another another place that took us far too long to get to. That's true. Like we've even driven past that and you know thought thought we should go there, but um. Why did we even try them the day we did? Because I, I wanted something time. different, and I wanted time. Indian food. Yeah, that's right. a, that's what it was. I wanted. I was like, I'm tired of the regular options, and I was in Swansea. And trust me, not that driving right. to Troy and then back here is like on the way or anything, but like it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you need an excuse to get some other food, but like you know, I happen to like Indian food in general. Yeah, me too. And it's it's nice that we have Thai. You know, it's nice that we have. Um, you know, we don't we don't have a ton of what what some might call ethnic food. You know, we have our you know what what used to be called in the supermarket the ethnic food section. Um, the uh, obviously we have the delights of Mihalisco, which I which I do love. Mm-hmm. You know, and I uh, you know have certainly been known to be seen at Kagetsu. Um, but it was time. It was time for goat biryani. What about Indian? That. Yeah. What about yeah. the subcontinent? It was time. It was time for that goat. Yeah. And the, well, so you know, and the, and the truth is, I, I have a lot of um, Indian colleagues, uh, both in the states and, and in India, and we you, you get to talking about food and weather and stuff, and so I've been like, you know, where's my Indian? Well, we know the it answer. Was in, it was in Troy. All it's along. in Troy. It's in Troy on the other side of the mountain, all along. Royal Spice. Uh, Indian, delicious. Absolutely, we got um, you know a few different things so that we could you know all have a bunch. You know, I had um, my my usual favorite is goat vindaloo, extra spicy, uh, very hot, very nice. Yeah, absolutely delicious. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Go there, go there. Very, very nice place. And and if you don't know this, if you are culturally unaware, which you shouldn't be at Peterborough, you shouldn't need the Mariposa to tell you this, guys, okay? But Diwali, the Indian holiday, the Festival of Lights is coming in about a week. And Royal Spice, of course, has got you covered for that. They have, and I'm telling you, look on their Facebook page, right? They have this whole Diwali like spread planned, and it's gonna happen on uh, Veterans Day, 11-11, which is also Diwali. Um, it's not probably, about World War One um, or anything else, but um, we, you could go and recite in Flanders Fields, and they probably <laughs> wouldn't mind too much. But um, the they're having a they're having a buffet. Like yeah, a huge spread. They got it all. It, it sounds so awesome. Good. The price is right, just like Sweeney's. Eats. Um, I, I mean, we're gonna try to go if we can. I think I would love to. Um, yeah. So and and if. We can't. We will regret it until next we'll Wally. Think about it. We will think about it all year, and we, we don't want some of you are there. Spare yourself that pain, okay? And um, yeah. Um, so good, good props there. And um, sorry, let me. Uh, just, I'm just gonna producer Jimmy uh, something real quick here, but uh, you know some. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to see what the status is. Okay, so we we haven't heard from our friends at Yala. So unfortunately, Haim, um, who is the the mom of the operation, and the as as 
the boys will tell you, uh, the talent, you know, the, the heart um, behind it. Ha had to have a bit of surgery. Um, not, not serious, but, you know, as, as I can tell you personally, having had some, some organ surgery in the last year, takes a little time um, to recover. You know, so, um, you know, best wishes, you know, fast recovery. Uh, they haven't posted anything since October 21st when they were um, kind of saying that, Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so they are planning though. So, so this we never said the date in this episode, but this is this we're recording this on All Souls Day, uh, Thursday, November second, and with the intent of putting this out in just a few hours on Friday, November third. So, this Sunday, November fifth, they do plan to be open. Um, no announcement yet. So stay tuned. Okay. You know, watch out. Uh, I asked them about a month ago you know like do you, you guys call it like mid-october or whatever and you know they will rock it until the parking lot that they um make their home in in ringe is covered in snow so they will they will keep it going and i don't know if you think about it every sunday that passes from here on out without snow is a blessing so take that blessing and turn it into Lebanese food. Agreed. As long as they're open. Check, check back, check back. But I am. I hope you're doing well, and we hope to see you soon, very soon. Um, so that's that. Glad, glad I, glad I checked on that. Yeah, good. Um, Who else we throw in props at today? Let's give props to. Um, well, let's 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 welcome. Um, to the downtown business community, the new owners of uh, Roy's Market downtown. Um, I can't say your names because I don't have the ledger transcript article in front of me and I don't remember. But congratulations. Uh, I wish you very well. I'm, I am, you know, it was a very nice article. And, you know, congratulations to Peter on his retirement. Um, steward of the business for almost 20 years. Uh, has been in his family for longer than that. And, uh, you know, Peter uh, wanted to be very discerning about who he sold the business to. I mean, the dude's ready to retire. Um, as I know, you know, my, my dad was and, and is in the grocery business. I've worked in the grocery business. It's an it's a exhausting um, career, you know. Um, and if you're uh, approaching retirement age, you know, uh, grocery retail, um, I mean, I don't want to say it'll kill you. I mean, some people might keep them alive, you know, but it will take up all of your time and energy. And mm -hmm. maybe you want to go to Naples, Florida, which is what Peter's doing now. And I don't blame you, Peter. You know, um, I'm 39 and I want to go to Naples, Florida <laughs> almost all of the time. Um, but, you know, so now we've got some people with some local roots um, who have taken it over. And rumors about secret exciting plans but we don't know what yet yeah so the, you know um some of you may have frequented uh the former little roy's um the which was like a little deli um little sandwich shop i don't know no offense i don't feel comfortable calling it a deli it wasn't a, it wasn't a real deli I they had sandwiches never set foot in there they had sandwiches i don't you ever been to a deli? Uh, anyways, I'm not trying to be mean. But anyway, they did have good sandwiches. They had a salad bar in there. Um, COVID kind of killed it. Never really came mm -hmm. back after that. And so according to the article, they were they were being a little coy about it. But new owners, ha happy married couple, by the way. I keep saying they, but it's a, it's a just a lovely, seemingly 
romantic, good-looking uh, couple who are in love. Um, and they they were coy about it, but they said that they have some kind of plans for it. And interestingly enough, the according to again the the newspaper, um, this all came about because they were looking at Maggie's, which is the natural food store, also owned by Royce in the same little block there. Um, they wanted to put a coffee shop in there, and you know as, as events unfolded, Peter was kind of like, eh, why don't you just buy the whole thing have a grocery store um so i'm glad they were tempted by that but i'm intrigued at the idea of a coffee shop um with like that not not that there's not other coffee shops not trying to diss any of the coffee shops but they do all close at like three yeah um this is a this you know this is a, a tough truth that you know like um describing the delivery to some folks who might never have encountered something like that. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. And this is, you know, honestly, this, I'm, I'm picking on everybody. This isn't a New Hampshire thing. This isn't really a Peterborough thing. Um, it, it's, a, it's a problem. It's a, a rot within our society, a, de a decay, but a festering decay in our society writ large that has changed totally during my lifetime, like during my adult lifetime. Okay, this this is and no one. It's one of those things where it changed so fast, and no one supposedly like seems to remember it the way that it was before, mm. right? But like, listen, guys, the 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 main like most important time for a coffee shop is at night. It's at night. It's after supper. It's it's. Think about like the Friends people. <laughs> But no, but seriously, R.I.P. Matthew Perry, we love you. Did not like that show, Friends, but like we all know Friends, right? It's a, that's a, that's an important point, right? It, it it's actually a perfect example because you know one of the most mainstream shows in all of television in the 1990s, right? Like I said, hate the show, know the show though, right? Just like all of you. And when were they at the coffee shop? I mean, they were kind of there all day and all night, but like whatever, they were there at night, you know, and that was normal, and that was what the coffee shop was for. Because back in the 90s, the pinnacle of all human civilization, everyone knew. Coffee is for nighttime. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? This is why you have no friends. And you complain about how American culture means that we can't have social lives and we just have to work. No, the Europeans drink coffee at night so that they don't go to bed. And they're like, well, if I have coffee after 2 p.m., I don't sleep until midnight. Or something. Yes, that's the idea. Don't sleep till midnight. Take that coffee. Develop a little bit of a tolerance if you need to. But the whole point is to have a place to go, especially like, let's say you don't want to drink. You know, like, not that there's that many places to get a drink after 6 p.m. either, but there's a few, right? But what if you don't want to drink? You know, what if, not, not just because you're sober, what if you're just not in the mood? You know, what if you're trying to get some work done, right? God, we've lost the romanticism. Like, do you remember, like, people would sit with, like, notebooks and even laptops? There's nothing unromantic about a laptop. In a cafe, they'd go there to write. And other people would go there to like talk and meet up with friends and like discuss ideas and I shit. I have created so many papers in the coffee shop at night. I used to love it. Yeah. You know. I I will I will point out to you though that there were multiple coffee shops open at night when we were on our southern portion of our road trip. So You're right. Just saying. You're right. We went to one. At that least is one. true. The malaise has not necessarily infected the American Southeast. 
So that would be great. That would be a great thing to have. <coughs> Just putting that out there into the universe. Benny, lovely couple with Peterborough Roots, who has just purchased a retail block uh, downtown with potentially multiple uses, is who and, and who at one time actually wanted a coffee shop. Perhaps they still do. And perhaps they understand what a coffee shop is for. Mm. And, you know, it's fine to give people coffee during the day. I mean, I drink coffee during the day, too, but, like, you go hang out at the cafe at night. Sounds, sounds so fun. It sounds so good. You know? That's, that's what it's for. Um, so, so that's like a like a hopefully a new business in Peterborough. But there are like there are like some signs up. Word on the street. Town yeah, they got for like some other new stuff. There's noodles. Like the, well, and there's like the gelato place by the wine oh, bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then cool. the noodles one I haven't seen. So you don't have mean to, to be all you. down on the noodles. Tell me about the noodles. I don't know about this. That's one. in the. Uh, That's not the joke one. What? There wasn't there like a joke sign up, like by the Pearl. That was a hot dog place. Oh, I don't remember that, but that's a. Excuse okay. me, that's a different plaza. <laughs> right. No, oh, this, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, Rite Aid liquor store, Ocean State camera store plaza. No offense to anyone I missed. Mealisco um, is who you missed. Mealisco Verizon Subway, Subway when it's open, um, which is not, never. Um, but and the other ice cream store. And Ava Marie's. Yep. Um, indeed. Um, so <laughs> now that we've named the entire plaza, they appear. I think there's Mountain Fitness. Is that? There's a laundromat. No, there's Mountain Fitness is in the other one. There's a fitness place though. There is. There's a gym. Long Life. Something. A, a gym. fitness gym and a laundromat. Liberty. Liberty. Freedom the clothes freedom washers. Cleaners. Yes. Um, we wish you all well. <laughs> um, now there is a, I'm told, like a ramen and pho place mm. coming in. I like pho. I, I wish putting you, all those leaves in my, in my bowl. I wish you well, but I am, I wish your business well. You will make a killing in this town. I, that's the thing is I have my criticism in this case is is just wholly in vain because um, you will probably make money hand over fist. But like I am never going to a place to sit down and eat noodles. I'm sorry, I just will never do that. Um, I didn't invite you to get. I, I know. <laughs> if anybody wants to take her for some pho, pho. Um, yeah, but well, you know, nice to have a new. I, I mean, I was just, I was just talking about having uh, non food of non-American origin, yeah. and and I do like having that. That's not what I meant, but um, <laughs> thank you, anyways. Um, <laughs> keep keep trying, people. Um. um also. I want to. I want to. This isn't really a props so much as a heads up, and uh, it's a heads up about something that we haven't yet experienced yet. Maybe because we've had a disease. This 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 one is because of the disease, right? But um, you know, we we keep making wine bar references, and uh, they have mm, updated their mm-hmm. their guest wine list. Um, at this point, probably a month ago, and I and I, Lisa, we're coming. All right, we're not. We didn't forget about you. 
um, we've just had a disease. He's not wanted our germs. We haven't we haven't gone out in town much um, really at all. So um, we'll be back. I'm excited. I'm excited. So so they they changed it up, which is nice. You know, they, they have a ton of wines that are just on their list, right? But like they have one side of the menu is you know some curated what they call guest wines, and and they will they will rotate in and out. The some of the favorite wines that we discovered. At Divine, and you know, also sorry, we keep calling it the Wine Bar. That's Divine that really is that really is what we call it to each other. It is Divine on Main, of course, to be clear. Um, there's only one, you know, and you know, same thing, Lisa. If anybody tries to open a second wine bar in this town, and you need some help dealing with that, you probably already know enough people. But like, I'm just offering my support because there can only be one. Wine bar, but it's a real. Second ramen shops, just let them battle it out. Let them, yes, let them eat each other. Let eat the noodles from both ends. <laughs> like Lady and the Tramp. I was just gonna say that. Like Lady and the Tramp. But that's romantic. That's a little less. Right. In real, like that's the Disney version. In the real, the real, like, the, the, the um, you know, the Hans Christian Andersen or Grimm Brothers version One of, of Lady and like, the Tramp. The head yeah. of the other. Yes, no, they they both die. It's a. It's a it's, they take each other out. Actually, they started off in love, but they're it's like the um it's like that story of the um the the turtle and the scorpion, you know, and the oh, the, yeah. the scorpion it's, has to sting it's his it nature. because it's his nature. Like that's with with Lady and the Tramp, they tried to find love, but in the end, it was both of their nature too. Some things are bigger the, than yeah the other yeah oh. wild wild animals. I see fucking shit. Yeah. Um. Anyways, though, I'm excited. In keeping with the season, um, the the uh, the tenor of the guest wine list has gone quite a bit more um, red than mm. white. And while I like red wine, don't get me wrong, I've always liked red wine. Um, as an Italian, um, it's almost a stereotypical Italian. Like my favorite red is 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 generally like a like a cheap table red, like a blend, like just an Italian jug ass blend of wine. And I, I will probably always feel that way, um, you know. And in fact, if you want a good recommendation, if you can't make it yet to the wine bar, if you can, just go see Lisa, and she will tell you um, what to what to do. But before, if if you're not there, whatever, and you're going to Shaw's or the liquor store, or whatever, find yourself go to the red varietal section and find yourself some Bully Hill Love My Goat red blend. That is a table wine. That's from the Finger Lakes too. It's absolutely delicious i've been drinking it for years it's cheap however lisa i invite you show me the wines show me the reds give me give me the reds that i want to have let's we're gonna we're gonna get flights we're gonna try a bunch mm -hmm. of them we're gonna right. explore we're, that's that's what, we got, that's what we're gonna do and because we do we, we drink a lot more white wine than red wine all year and i'm not ashamed to say that i don't care um i i'm almost 40 years old i drink what the fuck i want um and like say so, you know somebody I see things online where people are like you know if you order such and such like the bartender is gonna think that like less of you and you know we don't care what the bartender thinks about what we ordered for a drink you know like that's that's stupid that's one of the great things about getting older for any twenty year olds listening to this um, which you shouldn't be going to a bar but you should be trying to go to the bar um, anyways. We're gonna try it. We're gonna. We're try gonna the try reds. the. We're gonna try the reds, and maybe it turns out that we still end up 
next time we go back, we're going to order some whites. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe, just like I did many years ago with Love My Goat, we're going to fall in love with a, with a red that is seasonally appropriate mm. and has the right, um, I wanted to say terpenes, but that's weed. Um, <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a piney, kind of a little bit of diesel in it. Um, red, you know, but uh, I think uh, blossoms, floral, I don't know, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You didn't say notes. Aroma. Notes. Notes. Notes was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't anywhere near there, but that's what I was going for. Uh, notes. The, yeah. We're going to do this in the next several days. Sounds great. Yeah. I look forward to this. Yes. Yes. Uh, me too. Now. That might be the end of the uh, the props on this <laughs> list of topics. We get it. No, let's give props to ourselves. Next. Oh, okay. Um, no, not really. These are more announcements than props. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, we got we got some cool shit coming up. Um, actually, primarily on the Monadnock Underground side of things, our creative arm, for those of you who don't know. Uh, at some point. And I, you know, I've, I've teased this in a variety of venues. I don't think on the program yet, but um, now's our moment. At some point, I don't know, between now and the end of the year, probably uh, there will be an announcement about, mm. um, as 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 they say in the corporate world, some some M and A activity. Um, Which I feel like we've, we've on the creative told side. so many people about, you know. Have we? In person? How many people know? I don't know. Oh we did. We did actually. Yes. We we had we had have several conversations. We we have, we've had a bunch. Yeah. I I'm gonna wait until we you know have all the mm -hmm. proper things aligned before we talk about. But exciting, exciting. It means growth. It means growth for our creative arm, and it means a whole other side of things. And it is a a chance to um you know really do uh, a, a a bit of honor um for a friend uh. A friend of all of ours, but yeah. but a, a friend of us, you know, personally and and of of the organization, the mm -hmm. Adnock Underground. Um, so cool, that's cool. But in a more um, concrete and less vague and cryptic way, we can say that uh, one week from tonight. Now you're listening to this tomorrow, so six days from now, on Thursday, November 9th, uh, it will be our monthly. Many of you don't know this because we do a terrible job at cross promotion here, right? But uh, every month on the second Thursday of the month, co-hosted, co-hosted by the benevolent folks at the Peterborough Town Library in the, I always want to call it historic, but that's just because it has the spirits of history in it, but it's actually brand new. It's like pre-historic in another sense of that word. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like Agreed. It will, be it, will be, it will be historic. The future historic 1833 yeah. room, the Grand Hall of the Peterborough Town Library. Every month, second Thursday of the month, we do Monadnock Underground, Peter Town Library, Writer's Night Out, which is an open mic for writers. And if that sounds intimidating to you, or if you are used to workshop-type uh, environments when it comes to like writing groups, that's, that's not really what we do. It's, it's truly a pure open mic. It's not about feedback, um, although certainly informal conversations will always happen. Um, uh, you know, people will, will tell you what they liked and... Mostly just what they like, but sometimes what you could work on in your I, piece. I think if if you're open to if it. If you're open to it. I don't think people will just come up to you and, and right. critique it's you. Not a, it's, it's not, not that. an open critique kind of vibe at all. Um, it, it, is, it can be a little different from time to time because there's yep. kind of like a rotating it's just uh, drop group in. of people just drop in. There's, there's 
quite a group of regulars that are there most months. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of heard some of their pieces, like little bits at a time. We're starting to get the bigger picture of some of their pieces, but they're all, you know, what they share certainly stands alone if you're if you're just coming to it fresh. But some months, it's like people that I've never met before. You get first-timers all the time. Come yeah. in, you know, last month, um, Chris was taken down by the illness, I think, right? Taken out, yep. That long ago. Yep. Wow. So I bad disease. Yeah. So it ended up being me and several first timers and everyone shared poetry, which sometimes is poetry, sometimes is prose, and the character of it oh, yeah. is very different from time to time. Totally. Um, so it, it You never know what you're gonna get, you which know. makes it exciting. It does make but yet, it exciting. To that point, like if you're wondering like what it's cool to read, like yeah, we have we have poems and you know, a lot of times because people wonder what is it? too long is it too short and all this stuff and like man like we we this runs from 5 30 p.m to 7 um and you know for, for those of you who don't know our new wonderful delightful beautiful town library is is set up in a, in a modern sort of way um so that they can actually close the library they can lock up the sensitive parts um with the with all the valuable things right but the like a chastity belt just Snap like it right a, it's the library's chastity belt. That's that's what it is. They 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 draw it closed and they close the door. But like the 1833 room and then downstairs where they have the uh, the two conference rooms. Excuse me. Th those remain open um, for renters, and uh, even after hours. So really, we don't even really have a hard stop. So and we're not hard asses about it, you know. So it, it can be long. People who read poetry often read four or five poems. Um, but we have short stories, we have personal essays, we have memoirs, we have people who are working on books, we have, we have people who are working on like four books, and they'll come in and read from any one of them on a, on a given night. And um, it's just nice to see. It's a great opportunity to to hear your own words, because, um, you know, as, as anyone who's a writer knows, saying it out loud really tells you a lot, mm -hmm. even if you've read it in your head a million times, and doing it with an audience truly makes you realize things, you know, about like, oh, I don't, because, well, mostly because like sometimes you'll cringe while you're reading something and you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, that's a good line to take out later. Um, too late for the reading, but whatever. It, it's healthy. It's good. I don't good. know. It, I pre-censor while I'm reading. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done it. I've done it too. Um, but, you know, it's it's good to, to, to get out there to practice public speaking, to, um, you know, and, and like I said, th there's people there who, if you are looking for feedback, um, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to, to mm -hmm. chat with you about it. Really nice time, really good, really nice um, time. fun thing. Free, of course. Um, so pop you on by. You might even find us reading. We, yeah, we have we, we've been we've recently. been vowing to try to read something every month, and and um, I got out of it last month because I was sick. But um, I I do plan to make good on that. But I I did. I yeah, read, yeah. I read two months in a row. And I, I read I read two months ago though, and so I and I do intend to read next week. I don't know what yet, but um, something. You'll have to come find. You have to come and find out. Um, but we have more than just that this month because two weeks from today, as in Friday, right, the seventeenth, Friday the seventeenth, um, very special event in conjunction with some new friends of ours. Um, now, maybe. Keep saying it. I keep telling people things that they may not know. Sometimes sarcastically and sometimes seriously. But in this case, I, I do wonder. There may be plenty of people don't know. You know, we're not the only awesome podcast based in this town. I don't know if you guys realize this, but uh, and in fact, 
the other podcast based in this town is headquartered much closer. Well, I mean, we're all very close, but much closer to the heart of town. It's right, right, mm. right up, right up on kind of near, right, right in the downtown right. area. And I'm speaking, Point of course, eight miles closer of our friends uh, Mike and Eric Jackman of Jackman Radio. Uh, tends to be, you know, a bit politically focused, but a lot of a lot of generals. And, and unlike us, they don't they don't just babble. They get some really good guests, and we, we do too when we get guests. But they get guests you haven't heard of. It's because it's not a locally focused podcast, and, mm. and maybe not necessarily um, predominantly comedy. But let me tell you, these two dudes are phenomenal interviewers. Uh, they they have um, a a a great ability, you know, as as we strive to do in, in various endeavors to like cut to the heart of the matter, to really ask the real questions that might, you know, p- produce some things that people actually want to know, you know. And they're not afraid to um, to examine the hard subjects, etc. Um, they've, uh, if if any of you remember when um, we had, it was kind of a nice moment. Even if even if you um, think she's a, a fascist now or whatever, but I thought it was very sweet a few years ago when the political candidate Tulsi Gabbard uh, came to our lantern walk and was like like touched by it. Like I think that's really sweet. I. I I wanted more political candidates to be at our lantern walk here in Peterborough. And that was because, though, they um, were doing an event with the Jackman Bros. Um, and I, mm-hmm. um, so I'll, I'll always remember that. And I, I knew that even before I, I had met these guys. Um, but really happy to have made their acquaintance. Um, you should check out their program. It is, like ours, available on all major podcast networks. Um, and and I, I think uh, often, if not always, has a video component like ours as well. Um, but one thing that I share with Brother Mike Jackman is a lifelong, as in from the time I was eight years old, though I recently saw the proof, um, interest in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy on November 22, 1963, uh, an anniversary which is uh, about to be the 60th this year. And uh, so Mike, like me, has, has been kind of following this all of life. You know, what happened to me was my parents, who knew nothing about the Kennedy assassination or Oliver Stone, um, and who never, ever, ever would let me watch rated R movies. When I was eight, they let me watch Oliver Stone's JFK because it was historic in their mind. And they knew I liked Kennedy in general. And boy, you know, some, some people get scarred by, like, sneak watching, like, you know, gory movies or like some horror film or like, you know, some kind of like really inappropriate sex they shouldn't have seen or something like that. But for me, it was, you know, like I, I walked out of the TV room and I was like, do you guys know that like the CIA killed Kennedy, you know? Um, and you know, it's a, kind of a weird thing for an eight-year-old to be knowing about, you know? <laughs> so we saw one of my, um, something I had written for school in third grade that, talked about the Zapruder film, um, and this was before the Zapruder film was even, like, widely available. Like, it was kind of like, if you wanted to see it, you had to watch JFK. Like, it was like, you know, like, you know. but anyways, you know, I, I make jokes and everything like that. However, uh, I believe, as do most Americans, and as has, at various points, the House of Representatives of the United States, um, 
that there is much more to the story of that assassination than the, you know, quote unquote, official story, the Warren report. It's not, you know, look, it's not kooky, tinfoil hat, conspiracy theory stuff. It's if, if you know very much about intelligence agencies, about the Cold War, about things like that. Not very far fetched. In fact, very consistent. And it's important. It's an important story and it's an important thing to examine. And so. Uh, joint effort, Monadnock Underground, Jackman Radio, Mike and I are going to host it. Um, the This is at 7 p.m. on the 17th. Um, we're calling it 60 Years of the Unspeakable. And we're going to screen a film. And uh, we're, we're covered by a library license that doesn't allow me to say the name of this film, which is a recent documentary put out there by a director whose name I've already mentioned that is something of a re-look at a film that I already mentioned. And it's a it's about a two-hour documentary, um, important film. And we'll do a little Q&A um, roundtable discussion afterwards with you all. It's going to be good. We got a lot of good responses. I think it's going to be kind of packed in there. Um, so I encourage you all. You know, the, Look, even if you don't believe in, in the conspiracy theories and, and all that, right, um, it's a 60-year anniversary of, you know, the most significant political assassination in the United States in the 20th century and since. And it's worth at least pausing a moment to think about it, you know, and, and that's, what, that's what we hope to do together, more, more than push a particular view or anything like that. The event deserves some commemoration and it deserves some thoughtfulness. And, um, you know, this was Mike's idea. Um, he, he came to me with it and uh, I'm all about it. Very excited to do it. We want to see all of you there. And Mike is going to join us at some point next week to hype this up further. So you'll get to meet him on the program. But, you know, check out his show. And um, we'll see you on the night of the 17th. It's a three-hour event. It's 7 to 10 p.m. Um, Maybe we'll have coffee. Maybe we'll have coffee. Maybe we'll have a snack. Bring your own flask. I don't know. Um, but it's uh, it, it's going to be a nice time. A nice a nice mid-November pre-Thanksgiving, pre-assassination anniversary film screening at the library. Uh, very much looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Mike, we'll see you next week on on here. Um, good stuff. And you know, I think that the Last thing that we want to talk about this week is actually one more piece one, of props. Yeah. One more piece of props. Now, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole the whole spiel and the whole story, but just suffice it to say that about three or four months ago, in the middle of the summer, it was during our road trip, Zoe and I decided to pick up a new vice, and that vice is print magazines filled with essays on ideas and various things that we wouldn't necessarily encounter on the internet through algorithmic channels or through reading a daily New York Times online or The Economist or something like that, right? And so one of those magazines that we, and, and we kind of said like, look, if we buy one and we read some of it and decide that we want to buy a second one, then that means we will get a subscription because they're, they're usually, it's just economical to do that, and it makes sense. One such thing we decided to get a subscription to is Harper's Magazine. Now, storied publication. Um, I'm going to insert into this episode audio from The Wire that will teach you 
exactly how important this publication is and, and why you should care about it. Lamar, where's my Harper's? Say what? Harper's, the new issue. You didn't say that when you said a new republic, an Atlantic, and a new something else. I did not forget to tell you Harper's. Every week I tell you the same shit, and every week you forget half of what I say. Tomorrow, first thing, you go down to the newsstand and you get Harper's. And the nation, too, which you also managed to forget. Um, but, you know, nice magazine. But first one we got in the mail from our subscription, right? And lo and behold, you can see this cover. It's got Cornell West and Marianne Williamson and, of course, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And, you know, you just you open it up. Now, I'm, I'm, I didn't find this out by coincidence. I, I did have a heads up that this would be in here. But only one day before the thing arrived in the mail, and I'm not actually going to be able to find the thing, but reporter came out to New Hampshire to do this article back in June. And who is prominently quoted in it? with a delightful and bold and courageous quote, but none other than the Honorable and our own Representative Jonah Wheeler. I was really proud. Like, Harper's Magazine, right after, I mean, what a sign from the heavens. Right after we subscribe to this thing, in comes this RFK article with quotes from the floor of the New Hampshire State House. Jonah Wheeler quoted, making us proud, um, I don't know. Congrats, Jonah. I think that's awesome. I want more Peterborough people quoted in Harper's Magazine, but you got to earn it. Jonah has, um, and we we appreciate that. And uh, Jonah, we 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 have. I'm not I'm not saying this passive aggressively. Him and him and I have talked about it, but um, probably a little. We we both agree he's probably a little bit overdue to come on as well. Talk mm. about some happenings around the state house. How he's representing us. How he would grade himself um, as a as a representative. And you know. What you may not know about what's going on down there this year that uh, that that he can tell you about yeah. it. So uh, so you know. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be great. But you know, real cool. Find this is not this is. There's been a couple issues since then, so you may not be able to find this on newsstands at this point. But you can find the article online. We will put it in the show notes. Um, but you know, real exciting stuff. I think it's cool as shit. Um, Harper's cool. Harper's Magazine. Honorable Jonah Wheeler, very cool. Making us proud. Peterborough, rocking, rocking. Um, well, it's been a pleasure to rejoin you in this. You know, I, I hope you like this revamped Space Lounge. We don't. We, we've got these lavalier mics, which you know we didn't test beforehand, so hopefully they're working, um, and we have good audio for this episode. But you can see, we, you know, when we have this set up, we do not need the corded mics. Um, we have traded the, the, you know, very nicely designed, by the way. We, we got another use for it. Don't worry. Um, but this, the circle table that's been our, our kind of lounge coffee table for the last um, eight or nine months for, for Micah. This wonderful vintage Formica table. And I just want to explain to you one more thing that you may not know, which is that this is what your countertop should be made out of. Fuck, fuck your granite. Okay, nobody wants that scratchy shit. You know, you want to fucking slab a rock. You know, on your thing, like, why don't you just go live outside? Um, Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Um, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. For Micah, this mid-century petroleum-made, but in a good way, um, material. It's a laminate that goes on the table. It lasts forever. It's gorgeous. You can have unlimited designs. It's smooth. It's easy to clean, you know? So um, 
something that we've been learning lately is that um, like one way, and I don't I don't like to be somebody who harps on this, but like you know people talk a lot about our disposable culture and we make cheap things that are that are crappy and they there's a lot of planned obsolescence so you buy more things and and you know nothing lasts like it used to and you know much as i think it's cheesy to like talk about that in public you know um it is true it is true and we have found in a lot of ways from coats which in an upcoming episode we will help you with your coats so that you don't have to wear those ugly ass coats all the time well, it might help you with boots too, but coats, I got you covered already, right? But this is true from everything from coats to tables to toasters to, uh, you know, any number of things, certainly light bulbs. Um, but these things that used to be built to last, well, it turns out they actually do. And that means that they are still out there. And not to be disrespectful, but we all know it's true. There's a lot of uh, boomers who are crossing the rainbow bridge their their kids are selling their houses they're doing estate sales they have houses that are designed in the god-awful ugly modern farmhouse um style and thus have no use for for mica or stylish coats or anything resembling good taste um but so they sell it they don't want it they don't care they live in colorado they live in denver they live in Denver, they have a dog, they like IPAs, and they would they scoff at people who have live, laugh, love signs, but they decorate, they have a modern farmhouse style house, which, guys, let me tell you, there's, there's no grounds. That is not a pedestal to stand and look down on people from. Anyways, they don't care, though. They don't want the goods. They don't want the home. They don't want any of it. They want it liquidated so that they can have more money to pay overpriced rent in fucking Colorado and pay the vet bill for their dog that they try to keep alive much longer than it should, okay? Um, you can get some really good, really good stuff that looks good and will continue to last well into the next century because it was made well. Um, you know, I, I mean, I imagine that your granite countertop isn't going to crumble, okay? I get that, right? But will it bring you love? I don't know. Will it for Michael? countertop do that it might yeah it might there's a chance at least um so with that being said that's my my final piece of of advice that i will give you even if you don't get it from me until we meet again i really urge you very strongly people are tense out there airplane pilots are some of the worst of them all god almighty say a prayer before you get on a plane okay um but take good advice we'll see you next time that's our show Thank you.